0: Rise court is now in session uh for novel not new a true end podcast it's a video game book club podcast where we pick visual novels uh, adventure games anything with a significant narrative and we discuss it like it's a book club i'm the honorable jennifer uncle and um is the prosecution uh six step already? ready
1: uh, I feel it's very unusual to have me be both prosecution and defendant, but sure, I'm ready to roast myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, then. How about the defense? Uh, I Um, I, Joseph. Uh, um, this
2: is the first case. I have no context. Uh, can we just make sure to um, explain all the evidence as we introduce it so that I know what the hell's going on here?
1: Oh, uh, excuse me. I've updated the autopsy report.
2: He only did that once, and it became such a meme.
1: <laughs> no, no I, I mean in this one he's done it a lot of, over the course of this series there has been a lot of autopsy updating
2: well like specifically the one that was famous i think was like in the first game or like edgeworth gave you like a edgeworth like purposefully gave phoenix like the wrong autopsy report so he would make a dumb argument mm. Oh, okay um and it's like one of those things it's like oh edgeworth is such a jerk how dare he, how dare he give us the wrong paperwork and now look where we are. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: Edgeworth is still kind of a jerk. Edgeworth is still spending this entire game making one lawyer run back and forth between two countries nonstop for different cases because he's the chief prosecutor. It's his call.
0: Yeah, and putting the chief forensics officer in the same position. <laughs> oh, jeez. But yeah, we're here to discuss uh, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Spirit of Justice. Um, It is the sixth mainline game of the series. Um, This one was directed by two different people, uh, Takeshi Yamazaki and Takoro Fuse. Um, It came out in 2016, and um, it was the last main Phoenix Wright game released here in the U.S. until there's going to be a... There's going to be two new Phoenix Wright games, uh, well Ace Attorney games, out uh, two weeks from now. So um, that's something to be excited for, or at least that's what we—that's what spurred us to talk about Spirit of Justice in the first place.
1: Um. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This it was like Spirit of Justice was one of those games that I bought when it came out and then just like never finished.
1: Um. Same. Same.
2: There, there was a lot going on in, in 2017. This is a 2017 game, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. I think... Yeah, 2016, but it is, it's near even, the end of 2016.
2: Even I more so going think. on at the end of 2016, honestly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <coughs> yeah, um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I, I I found, like, when I first played through this game, I got to the final case... And I realized what the final case was going to be about. And I was like, you know, I don't think I care. And I stopped playing. Damn.
2: I was going to say, like, you you wouldn't even just push through the final case. And then I remembered how long (laughs) the final case is. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I, I actually tapped out within like five minutes. Uh, which I, so I had no idea coming back to it here and playing through the whole thing and realizing the final case was like seven
2: hours.
0: Yeah, the secret is that the final case is two cases that they crammed into one chapter.
2: So that's how they get you.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Which really makes you wonder why they even included the one that came before, because that one felt like it was just killing time and taking up a fifth, uh, like making the room for five case slots. Yeah, like,
2: Hmm. this is kind of, this kind of ties into, like, general feelings that I have about the game, where, like, I, I, I find I, I like this game a lot more in individual moments, and also thinking about it in general, than, like, in that kind of medium level of, like, here I am playing the game, because... There, there's a lot of moments like that final case where it's like, okay, well, this thing just kind of seems to be here so that we can get characters and settings back from the previous Ace Attorney games, but they don't really like, they're not back in ways that like show off what I like about them. And it's just kind of like, and we're hanging out, you know, Oh, let's go back to the village where Maya is from, and I guess talk to Pearl for 30 seconds, but otherwise, it really could be any village, you
0: know? Yeah, like, Pearl does nothing in this game, which is weird because nine times out of ten, if a character is appearing in Ace Attorney, even if they're introduced as a, oh, you remember this person, they'll come back in some form. But, like, she doesn't do anything in here. Like, she appears for five minutes, and then she appears in the credits. It's... I guess they already had the model from... Wait, did she have a three D model in Dual Destinies? Was she in that? I I forget. I, I don't recall. I
2: forgot. I don't I, think so. I've forgotten most of Dual Destinies, but <laughs> I feel like she might have been mentioned but not appeared. Um, uh, Apollo. Doesn't Apollo introduce himself to Pearl for the first time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, so I feel like if mm-hmm. she was, hmm. Well, but Apollo was also being the Joker in ace attorney five so maybe pearl showed up but he just never met her
1: but he was also the joker for like five seconds like they made that a whole thing in their thing but he he barely got to wear that fucking sagat outfit (laughs) which looked so good Yeah.
2: yeah my friend by the way sent me a um a outfit comparison of apollo's like dual destiny's joker outfit and then dirk's outfit and they're really similar (laughs) <laughs> which, which I think is very funny to look back on. Follow was like, I'm gonna be an edgy and dark lawyer and dress up like my dad.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, she does. Show, she does have a model. She does appear incredibly briefly in the last case of Dual Destinies.
0: Okay. There's.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well. There's. Like by the time Pearl showed up, you already have like two bratty daughter characters in the game who are both pretty good mm-hmm. already. So, you know, we lament for the loss of Pearl specifically, but it's not like you're. This is a good game if you want like a like a bratty daughter character because there's two, <laughs> of, there's three of them. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I guess uh, my problem with with the use of Pearl in this is the way it to me sort of represents the way the writing in this game feels like it often doesn't think things through. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of this game is around, you know, spirit channeling and how rare it is. And gosh, if only we had someone who could channel spirits. And Pearl Fay is the best spirit channeler in the world. And she's sitting around just fucking painting random people because she's so goddamn bored.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: she'd be useful.
0: <laughs> yeah. Before we get into, like the general plot or anything like that, I just thought it might be a good idea to go over each other's personal histories with the series. Um, Sure. In terms of uh, my own history, like uh, this was uh, one of those games where I was just a kid looking through magazines and Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney happened to have amazing reviews and, it was basically the most impossible game to get on the DS, at least for the few months where they had been going through that first print, because Capcom printed so few copies they didn't really expect anyone would buy it, and then suddenly Toys R Us's everywhere were sold out of the game. So I spent a lot of time trying to get my mom to find a copy somewhere, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was more or less the series that introduced me to visual novels as a concept. Like, it was my first time playing a game where I was just sitting down and reading a lot of text and getting wrapped up in a story like that. And uh, I've been on and off of the series ever since, but uh, yeah, that first game holds a lot of uh, good memories for me.
2: Yeah, I think I... I think I probably got into Phoenix Wright at like a, a sim- like a similar time period in my life. Although I never really had difficulty getting the games, I know that people have always said like, "Oh, these were very difficult games to find." But I never, I never really had that problem. Um, I remember I had a weird copy of the second Ace Attorney game that was like dual language. Uh, So it started up in Japanese, and then you could, like, hit a button and it turned to English. And one of my, like, formative gaming memories is, like, getting the new Phoenix Wright game, being super excited, the, like, emotional coaster, booting it up, it's in Japanese, poking around on the menu screen, and, like, pressing a button and it it turns to English. And I'm like, yes! Yes! I've salvaged (laughs) this entire experience. Um also, when you switch languages, it would yell objection in the corresponding hmm. language. So you could just hit the button and, like, compare the English objection and um, the Japanese objection. I forget what the Japanese... Igiari! Name. There we go, yeah. You, you could just get Phoenix yelling those alternatively, which was fun to press. Nice. <laughs> I, have, like, I also have a really specific sense memory of, like, the... Like, going on some kind of family vacation where we stayed in a cabin in Maine and, like, playing the, uh, playing, like, uh, Apollo Justice in that cabin for most of it. It's just, like, one of those, like, random memories you get as a kid Um mm. that, like, sticks really strong. So I remember that. And then I also remember playing the Ace Attorney and Professor Layton crossover and being like, oh, this fucks. I didn't think this would be that good, but it's really good.
0: Mm. Oh that one's good. I need to check that out then. Uh you ever wanna
2: <laughs> if you ever wanna see a like prosecutor slash knight <laughs> go logic? What is this logic that you speak of? <laughs> it's
0: that's a game that'll do that for you. Oh hell yeah. How about you, Six? Um, so for
1: me, uh I picked up the first ace attorney on one of the reprints. I was I was at a place where my school was right next to the mall, and so I'd walk over very time, like very often after school, I would just walk over to the EB Games and see what was going on, um, and the like the the cashiers got to know me and were just like, oh yeah, I don't know, people like this this weird game, people seem to like, and I was like, oh okay, well I guess I'll get it, um, and ever since then I've picked up. I didn't get uh, Leighton versus Phoenix right because I didn't have a three DS at the time, and by the time I got one it was hard to get a copy. Um but otherwise I picked up all of these games at launch. I pre ordered uh uh Justice for all the second one and they gave me uh like a like a, a cell phone like tag thing with a little Japanese the, the Igiari like bubble and then like a the little strap and I put it on my keys for years. I don't know. I, I played pretty much all these games except for I haven't obviously played Leighton versus Phoenix Wright, and I should.
2: Yeah, I what I really liked about Leighton and Phoenix Wright was I have actually never enjoyed the investigation parts of this game, um, mm. and this one was an exception. But usually, I I never liked them, and I liked the trials much better. And what I think the Leighton crossover does is it makes the investigation parts just like a Leighton game, so that part is fun now.
0: Oh, that, oh, that sound sounds good.
2: great. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's good. You get a lot of, um, you get you get a lot of like both sets of characters being kind of a little bewildered at the way the other characters like live their lives. There's definitely a bit where Maya's like, "Oh my god, my brain! <laughs> I'm thinking so much. Is this what it's always like for you guys?
1: <laughs> Why are you inventing things to think about?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh yeah. I I can imagine Luke acting horrified at a lot of what Maya just ends up saying or her manners and stuff like that. I I don't think
2: I don't think that's so much a beat just because Luke is a very sweet boy. I think they all mm-hmm. they all pretty much get along. Um but yeah, it it's a fun game and it, and at the time when it came out it was like it was like you got to see kind of like Phoenix and Maya hanging out at a time where like you did not really see that in Ace Attorney. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was like a nice, a nice little like a uh, uh, blast from the past in that game.
0: I guess in terms of uh, this specific game, Spirit of Justice's uh, general story, like essentially Phoenix is going over to Karine to visit uh, Maya as uh, she's finishing up her spiritual training, so she can bring that back to her own village, the, um, the
2: Kingdom of Karine, which is famous for inventing spirit channeling and being like a country where that is a really sacred and valued skill
0: pretty much yeah and um i think maya's village is supposed to be like a some descendants from that um specific uh country came over to america and then well phoenix Wright's version of america anyway and Mm -hmm. uh set up a village there and all that but uh yeah, Phoenix immediately steps in it because his tour guide, um, I'll Be Your Guide, um, ends up uh, getting accused of murder and he quickly finds out that uh, in this country there are no attorneys because a law was passed, uh, the DC law. Um I'm trying to remember exactly what defense that stands Defense
1: culpability.
0: For. Yes, defense culpability. And that means if the party is found guilty, their attorney gets sentenced with the exact same fate. So, people understandably didn't want to become defense attorneys because that would put their life on the line defending other people. And Phoenix is basically in this country, um, single-handedly defending these various clients with his life literally put on the line from case one. And, uh, more or less shocking the populace as he uncovers the morbid secrets behind the defense culpability law and uh and it goes all the way up to the top to the point where even the queen gets involved along with her various family members
2: yeah uh from case one you have the courtroom full of people chanting death 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 (laughs) while phoenix (laughs) kind of sits there and sweats it's very much like We've made the subtext of the series literal text. Um, And now, like, literally people are threatening to kill Phoenix Wright for being an annoying lawyer.
0: Yeah, it's a lot for the tutorial case. Um, The one kind of clever thing is because no one has seen a defense attorney in over a decade. Um, Phoenix has to explain how a courtroom works to the judge. Like each time he does things like uh, cross-examining the witness or contradicting contradicting statements, all that sort of stuff. Like, uh, it's a much more it's a much smoother way to handle a tutorial than things in the past. Like, oh, I hit my head and have amnesia. I need everyone to explain the courtroom to me now because I'm baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I.
2: Six, do we, do we have the same issue with the Karain stuff?
1: I, I I don't... You go first, I'm timid.
2: So, okay. <laughs> so, like, this... A lot of the stuff that happens in Karain is just a little, like, uncomfortable to play. Because mm-hmm. previously Phoenix Wright had a really generic setting, right? Like, famously for the first few games they just put it in a Amer- they just said it was in America and like nothing was really changed you know like everyone made the eat your hamburgers apollo joke but like mm-hmm. you can say you can say those first few games are in America versus Japan and it doesn't like there's nothing to really directly contradict you um because i think the setting is written to be very general and the characters are written to be very broad because it's a comedy game right and then you go to karain which is so like it's a much more specific place and mm-hmm. unlike some of the places that we've gone to in this in the series it is a whole country so the you just you get some kind of like unfortunate vibes in there when you go for like here's a here's like a place that is really recognizable drawing from like southeast asian culture and everybody here is like a weird cartoon guy um and so like some of the political stuff some of the comedy stuff and like some of the cultural stuff is just it's a little it sits a little weird you know yeah like like um if there was there's a priest whose name is a pun right his name is like trust in me basically right and In a previous Ace Attorney game, when it's just like, oh, that's just, like, a priest, his name is Trust In Me. You know, isn't that funny? But, like, in this game, Trust In Me is, like, specifically the high priest of a whole country, which has, like, recognizable, like, cultural touchstones. And it starts to feel a little racist, I gotta say. Yeah. And I feel a little weird. It's a little weird to be like a white person playing a Japanese game and being like, "This feels a little racist," but it does. It does.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: well, they're not doing Japan. Yeah, they're doing like, they're doing like Tibet and Nepal. So, yeah, it is racist. The other thing is, I mean, this is this is much less of an issue. But since you sort of brought it up with the name thing, uh the. <laughs> So obviously, this series has always done some stuff with the names, right? You've got like Winston Payne or Frank Sawit, or you know names like this. But, I was and thinking like, about a lot of heart. A lot of heart's great. Um, she's she's got a lot of heart. Um, but like, it's not always that on the nose. Like, there's Maggie Bird just because she looks vaguely bird-like, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like. I'm a winged creature. That's not her fucking name. And like, in especially in Karain, but just generally in this game, every character's name is so fucking on the nose. It's miserable. the 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 first the first killer's name is Peace, Love, and Understanding? Like, shut
2: up. That sucks. And and I think yeah. and I think also when it's like because they're in Karain, it's like oh these are like not just pun names. These are like supposed to be like names from another culture from like a specific Mm -hmm. culture and so it does make kind of like Karain's entire culture kind of come off as a joke when everyone is is a pun basically Mm -hmm. Who remembers
1: the name of the uh fucking uh god the the head of the um the, the queen's the queen's husband the uh the justice minister
0: it is, uh, Inga Karkul, how could this name be any longer, or more pompous, um... Then it I, already is Kurain Third? Yep.
2: Yes. Yep. That's... Like, I didn't pick that up. I didn't pick up on that. That sucks.
0: Yeah. It... Yeah. It sucks. There's also specific cultural touchstones they just kind of mix and match from others. Like, uh, they specifically... One of the big things looming over the game and in the final case is that uh, much like uh, Prophet Muhammad they have a situation where it is against the law to draw the uh, founding priestess's face. And it just feels like they just picked and they just picked various bits from various cultures and mashed them together in a way that's unappealing. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Which like Which, like I said, I think would be not as bad if it was just like, you know, oh, we went to like my, you know, if this was all in like Maya's village and it wasn't like another country and you change some stuff, but it's like, okay, you can go to a village where everyone has like a goofy name and they're all doing like weird spiritual stuff, but like the second you're like, oh, this is a whole country, this is the only other country that we know for sure exists in the world of Ace Attorney. It's a little. And we
1: know Germany exists.
2: Oh, that's true, because that's where the fucking, um, what were their last names?
1: The Von Karmas are from, and then also, uh, Edgeworth, I think at the end of one, is like, I have to go to Germany.
2: <laughs> oh, isn't that also where, um, the, the Lawyer Brothers from the first Apollo Justice game are from?
1: Oh, the Gavin Brothers? That might be right, I'm not sure.
2: Yeah. If they're not, then... if they're not German, they're, if they're not, like, from Germany, they're definitely, like, of German descent,
1: uh they do they i i know like clavier does say yaw a lot so. yeah and his
2: whole thing is calling people like hair forehead yeah hair true. hair something fraulein etc you know
0: yeah and isn't blackwell from the uk or something like <laughs> i mean he's a samurai so i hope not <laughs> he is he is he is an
2: english wee-a-loo. this is God. this is canon
1: Damn it. <laughs> um okay i'm well. surprised
2: you didn't know because in the one case he shows up he's constantly just like screaming british like linguistic stuff
0: <laughs> yeah at, at the same That's time true, yes. talking about how much he's into rakugo and uh having these specific noodles <laughs>
1: yeah i just I, I. i guess my brain so internalized that this was an attempt to like to like localize like you know old style samurai speak that i just erased it from my brain but you're right
2: i think this (laughs) Um, is the kind of series that would that just lets him keep the sam would let him keep the samurai speak because they already have him calling everyone like something dono except for athena who he is rude to but i think
1: i think they only trans they they kept the stuff that like people can can like easily tell I do think that he probably had like a dialect that is. I mean, no, this is conjecture. I can't prove this, but I do suspect he had a di- a dialect that is more like like Japanese samurai. I mean, like he's wearing fucking Shinsengumi outfit, like he's wearing a classic like like samurai police outfit, and I don't. I, don't, I feel like his his hawk is named Hawk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In Japanese, uh, I I I don't know. I'm just this is conjecture. This is worthless. Um, the other thing, though, that bothers me with with the whole Korean stuff is when this series was established. I mean, not the whole point of the series, but a large point of the series is framing the cases and the legal system in a way to criticize the Japanese legal system because the Japanese legal system is uh i I can't you know i from the reading i've done and from the things i've heard is very uh weighted towards the prosecution is very police favored it's really hard to be a defense attorney if you go to trial you're probably going to be found guilty um and they sort of exaggerated that to make a point with these games and then turning it into like this complete cartoon where, like, oh, well, if you say someone's innocent and they're not, we're going to chop your head off, just takes the weight out of it.
2: Mm-hmm. It does feel kind of like it has moved past, like, it, it's it's kind of like moved past the original point. You know, like, what mm-hmm. is what are they, what are they saying by like having Corrine's legal system be like this? N- nothing really, you know. Mm-hmm. um
0: yeah
2: or if they are making a point it's a much more facile point of like it's not good to execute lawyers yes I, yeah yeah
1: that that joke about nobody cries when they cut a lawyer open is mean actually
0: <laughs> it it feels like they're basically well the way that they are structuring this is that uh you're going into this other country um As someone who is from this fake America, and you're more or less single-handedly with a few others, bringing about revolution and opposing the Queen. And, yeah, that's just a really weird place to put Phoenix right when it was mostly just about, like, beating the odds and taking an impossible case and making it possible to solve, like... It gets to such a ridiculous crescendo in this game that the Queen's guards draw guns on you and are about to execute you in the courtroom. And then, with logic, you depose the Queen in that moment. <laughs> it's... It just doesn't really... I don't think it, there. it is possible to ever earn something like that through legwork, but they certainly don't do it here regardless of whether it is or is not possible, to begin with.
2: It does feel weird to say, like, this Ace Attorney game is too goofy, but it is a little too goofy. Or, like, (laughs) maybe more accurately, it's too real, you know? Like, at the point where the Queen's Royal Guard are pointing assault rifles at you, Mm -hmm. you know, That's, that's actually too real for the goofy tone. Um... They yeah, they have they have guns pointed at Apollo Justice's head and he's like hmm now I
1: object to this gun.
2: <laughs> Everyone's like Apollo,
0: don't do it, and Apollo's like, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> it's like well, we already accepted the possibility of dying in the first few cases, so we're gonna do it again. <sighs> yeah, but There are some goofy moments that are not in that sort of situation that do sort of land, like uh, in the fourth case, where um, they basically have to go get these alcoholic candies in order to test things. And it turns into a situation where Blackwell's uh, Hawk is doing a convenience store run for everyone. (laughs) <laughs> and they're just debating, "Okay, uh, who's getting what?" And uh you're better you better get to pay me back for this. And the judge is like, "Oh, I thought it was on you. I thought this was just a nice thing you were doing." <laughs> that was a really cute scene.
2: And it's like the third thing they eat in that case too. And somebody comments on it like, "Wow, we're really we're in really well fed this case."
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess in that re- regard, it is a good thing that that case exists just because it's a chance to have less stakes involved and also just be in a situation where we can goof off without uh, literal swords hanging over one's heads.
2: yeah the only sword the only sword in that case is the is blackwell's fucking air blade that he uses to cut people
1: you know he originally had a
2: sword oh they censored his sword
1: no, they didn't cut it. They they, they while they were that, while they were working with him, they're like, "Okay, so he's a prisoner with a sword." And they're like, "Wait, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Why would they let him keep his sword?" Mm-hmm. And I assume the internal argument was like, "Well, why did we ever let sense stop us before?" Mm-hmm. And the director said, "Shut up. We do this time." <laughs>
2: I think it's funnier that he just kind of like does the instant draw in pure air and it somehow has an effect on the world. His his weaboo spirit is just too powerful.
1: <laughs> oh, I have confirmed he does he does speak old old Japanese in Japanese.
2: Okay, so he's not he's not English.
1: I mean, listen. He's, you know, Apollo's eating those hamburgers. The localized version is the reality for us. He is the English weeb.
2: <laughs> there, there's a point there's two points in this game where they all eat sushi um mm-hmm. and i feel and it's called out as sushi multiple times and i feel like that has to be a, a, on some level a response to the eat your hamburgers apollo
1: i really should, feel yeah. like they should have gone the other way with it though <laughs> <laughs> i really wish they'd had the big icon of of sushi and been like look hot dogs <laughs>
0: at some point when you're making a case that revolves entirely around a rock-a-go performance you kind of have to just drop the act and be like okay yeah this there's no way that a long-running rock-a-go troop would be this popular in america or whatever no you, you gotta, say th- you, you say in. that
2: but they do maintain that it is the united states
1: yeah there's that yeah
2: they do they never also i they never drop that for the entire series.
1: I feel like they just need to lean in and be like, no, it's not rockugo. they're doing stand-up. Oh, he was making spaghetti in his... <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh.
1: It wasn't spaghetti, it was linguine. She's not allergic to linguine.
2: <laughs> I am so glad that I was, like, using a guide at that point, because I don't know shit about Udon or Soba.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the way that that gets into... It becomes important, like, when the noodles were stiff and when they were soft, and it was definitely a situation where I had to look up a few things to figure out, okay, this is- I'm way in my head- I'm way over my head in this one.
2: I like the part where the the noodle shop owner explains to you in extensive detail how you make soba, <laughs> and then there is a flashback to the part where he, <laughs> where he explains extensively how to make soba right before it becomes important. Just to you know, they just God bless them. They tried, they tried to they make did. that yeah. case so that you could actually play it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they keep going back to that flashback, and they always cut after the part where he's about to vomit. <laughs> <sighs> Which was a good running gag too. Just whenever he was in court, he ended his his appearances by being about to vomit, and the judge had to quickly rush him out. <laughs>
1: I also do like that he does all his deliveries on a skateboard. That's pretty dope.
2: Yeah, his skateboard was cool. I love that the deck of the skateboard is an advertisement for the soda shop that no- or the soba shop that nobody will ever see. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it just is like fresh soba, six ninety nine, dollars But nobody sees that. That's the part that faces the, the pavement. Well, he does <laughs> a lot of kickflips, you know? <laughs> <laughs> i just imagine somebody watching and be like fresh oh, oh hey can you do that again i couldn't read it
1: <laughs> do a 50 50 uh, grind by the fucking uh, office building
2: <laughs> uh, yeah and like that's that's kind of what i said about like i could be really into this game in moments like there's a lot mm-hmm. of charming stuff in here um ace attorney is like so I always feel like when a series makes the jump from, like, we had 2D sprites and now we're using 3D models, I always think of the models as being worse, just, like, less expressive, stiffer, kind of more canned animations, but Ace Attorney, the, t- the like, three 3D Ace Attorney games, all of them have, like, such personality in the animations and designs still, and mm-hmm. it's one of the, like, rare cases in my brain where, like, actually, I like the model look Better than the original sprite look, um, and I think like that's one of the definite positives. Like, they do this bit in the credits where they just kind of like play all of the unique animations that happened in the game. And I was like, yeah, those were good. Yeah, let's 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 watch them again. Let's watch Simon cut this clown girl up because <laughs> that was a very dramatic animation that you did.
1: Huh.
0: Yeah, it's. Aside from the way that it kind of tanks the frame rate on the 3ds, it uh... only
1: if you have 3D on like a fool.
0: Yeah, no, I, I eventually turned off the 3D and it still oh. runs rough in some places, Mine but yeah, fine, it's fine. But... I have a new 3ds and I was
2: fine everywhere except for Garan's throne room,
0: where that yeah
2: that room specifically tanked, but everywhere else I was fine.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I had a new 2ds XL and I don't think I ever noticed the frame rate dipping.
0: Yeah, I I do really like the way that, uh, especially with some of the witnesses and perpetrators, uh, you get them switching into different modes with their 3D models, and they're pretty complex. Like the bit where Peace, Love, and Understanding switches from a sitar to a rock guitar, (laughs) and he has all those speakers. I
2: think he still has a sitar, he just plugs it into, like, rock amplifiers and is able to play it like an electric guitar. Oh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it, aside from the fact that it slowed down the text considerably, the part where the music matches up to the Ace Attorney bleeps is kinda clever.
2: Yeah. My favorite I think my favorite like witness transformation is the um the magician who's revealed to be two twin sisters. And yes. I think just like comparing the difference in their designs, because one is a bat and the other's a rabbit, and so like to compare both their designs is fun. I love the animation where the bat one is, like, like, slamming into the rabbit one. Yeah.
1: Like, hip-checking her, like, shut the fuck up.
2: (laughs) And and you just see the rabbit girl kind of, like, glowering and, like, looking back and forth shiftily. It's a very cute animation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite uh, case in this game, because I don't know, I'd, like... Everyone involved was fun to talk to. I think the like the killer in that one is fun to deal with. Um, most of the time there are parts where he there's part, parts with basically every character in this game where you're like, I'm kind of over what you're doing right now. but especially when he has his like break into villain mode and he's just doing magic shit, that's really fun. <laughs> uh, the the two magician girls were very fun. I don't know that that case. I just had a good time with that case, in a way that made me like look at the rest of the game, and be like, "Why is it every time I'm in Ukraine I'm having a bad time? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why is it during every case we have to watch the seance dance two or three different times? Because they worked really it. hard on that animation, Jen. They worked really <laughs> fucking hard. I'm so you're sorry, gonna I watch it? I
1: just started it. skipping it every time. I'm sorry. I feel bad oh. now.
0: That is true. Like they have motion capture credits for that dance, I think.
1: Oh yeah. ho! That dance, dance. <laughs> That's me skipping every line of dialogue and hearing just the first <laughs> syllable.
2: <laughs> A dragon never yields.
1: That one I let play because that of rules.
2: <laughs> that does rule. I love the way he like. Yeah. I love the way he like sticks out his hand with the hand tattoo and then closes it and like brings it very solemnly to his heart. Also, when Nauda takes off his hand glove, which is revealing the dragon tattoo, and then he goes, a dragon never yields. I, I, wanted, be- a- I wanted Apollo to say it so badly.
1: I know! I, Why I... doesn't he say it? Why doesn't he say it? Honestly, I... they got me. I did not expect him to have the tattoo on his hand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Cause just because there's so much going on in, in his design that you don't expect like there to be a hidden hand tattoo
1: yeah he's he's a very visually busy design who summons ghost butterflies all the damn time
2: <laughs> i got so yeah i got so damn angry at that animation where he poses and the butterfly comes down because he does it all the time and it takes a solid five seconds of my life every time <laughs> it's <laughs> he's just it's how he
1: stays young he's stealing your he's stealing your life force
2: he just object and i'd see him start to do the pose and i'm like Ugh, god damn it <laughs> now i have to watch your dumb little butterfly come down
0: uh <sighs>
1: I mean, it was cool that you brought your butterflies to the U.S.
0: with you. I guess that
1: that was... I do respect that, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I do like his on-and-off, does-he-hate-me-or-does-he-like-me relationship he has with Emma Sky, just in terms of, like, well, he seems to get angry at me every time I help you guys, but he keeps bringing me along to every single case he does, so clearly he thinks highly of me for some reason. <laughs> Emma
2: has this line where he, where she's like... God he's so hard to work with but then sometimes he like actually praises my work and smiles and I can't I can't say no to him and I'm like oh you you've got a crush on this man. You think <laughs> yeah. he's very pretty
1: <laughs> He is very pretty I mean that's that's just objective thought right there.
2: I'm like uh, Emma you could probably just say no I think you'd be well within your right to say I am an American detective. I cannot go traveling internationally with you, uh, but you know, sometimes you're thirsty.
1: But also, I mean, the 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 control that prosecutors are seen to have over the police and detectives in this setting is to a degree that maybe he totally can just do that.
2: I think. I think if he was a I think if he was a prosecutor from her country, maybe, but when it is a prosecutor from a completely foreign country who only really has the authority that Edgeworth gives to him, I feel like she'd be within her rights to be like, no, I'm a little busy, man.
1: Sure, but I, I totally imagine him him being like, okay, sure, I'll help you with another case, but you gotta give me a loner. <laughs>
0: Um, It is worth mentioning just to briefly go into the DLC talk before we go back into the main stuff. Um, In the DLC, it is revealed that Emma is a big fangirl of Edgeworth's and to the point where um, when you're getting her testimony during the case, she's just constantly being like, oh, you're going to be impressed by this Edgeworth. Watch how I fuck up the defense's uh, explanation here.
2: (laughs) That's funny because I always think of her as like, she's she's really she's really chummy with Apollo and the the like defense in the game in general. So I yeah. guess funny to think of her being like, all right, I'm gonna fuck him up, Mister Edgeworth.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She keeps re- reiterating that it's just for Edgeworth that she's willing to do this, but uh, she does get way into it. <laughs>
1: It's just across the course of the series. I think her arc is one of my favorites because like when you're first introduced to her in the bonus case for one, like for the DS port of one, uh, she's just this like this little kid who's super enthusiastic about like forensics and the progression of her like actually becoming like like first her becoming a detective and being like, man, like I'm just really stoked about this. Like, I'm so glad I made it. And her slowly falling into just like a career detective who's tired and stressed out all the time and just a good person I really love
2: but she also yeah. but she also like never loses that like love of forensics, you know mm-hmm. yeah like they, they comment several times it's like oh no, she can still go on her bullshit at any moment
1: yeah there's there's uh, there's a there's an instance where she's like Where, um, Trucy is, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the uh, circus one where Trucy's a suspect. And it's like, she's trying to help them out, but just like, unfortunately, we found some fingerprints over here. And it's like, why would you find fingerprints over there? And she's like, I'm sorry. I just sort of forensics everything in the entire building. (laughs) I couldn't help (laughs) myself.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I do like how she just pulls out, uh, I think they call them snackaroos or something. And, uh, she'll just... Stress eat them like they're carrots. While she's going over something that looks particularly bad for the defense, or she's getting chewed out by Nauda.
2: Yeah, we were talking about um, animation quality. I think another like great animation in this game is like her just like marathon marathon eating snackaroos. Whenever she gets like really frustrated, just going like dum, 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 dum. It has like the same quality it has the same like pleasing quality as like watching one of those gift sets of like factory machines working the way it just like the movement is so continuous and does it perfectly every time is really fascinating
0: yeah <laughs>
2: uh, yeah
0: I-, I i'm glad that she has such a prominent role on this game it's good to see her so often
2: uh Another favorite animation is on Raifa, who is like the the Curanese, like, princess and also high priestess. Um, uh, I like her relationship with Phoenix a lot, um, where she kind of like is this, like, 14 year old who shows up and is like, haha, I will have you put to death, Phoenix, right? You stupid bastard. And he's <laughs> like, uh, alright, 14 year old girl, um, wanna come help me on my case? And she's like, no! But I'm coming. <laughs> Cause, Cause I'm not gonna let you do any lawyerly tricks, and then she's like At no point is she like actually threatening, so she's just like this very fun, like cartoon character girl to have around. I really like whenever she doesn't know something and she has mm-hmm. that like animation of being shocked and then slowly and then like it, it immediately but also slowly like boiling over to anger and she just starts yelling
1: yeah like the like the like the like the blush of embarrassment and shaking with anger as as she's like haha i see you're going sicko mode and and you're like do you know what that means and she's
2: like shit i've been caught <laughs> She she says malarkey at one point um which i think is i think that like she says a lot of like old tiny words like she says like nincompoop um she doesn't know any real like swears or bad things to call people like they're all really old timey. She's like nincompoop, malarkey, nonsense, tomfoolery, um, and I think that's that's really funny to think about when you realize that like her nanny slash like biological mother is like with her at all times, definitely feeding her like not actual insults, insults to call people. That's great. Um, yeah, because <laughs> then when you talk to her, she uses all the same insults. So this cute. I liked. I like Rafa. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty good character in this one.
0: Yeah. it's. I was initially kind of bummed out that uh, for a game that takes place um, in a location that means so much to Maya, you see so little of her, but uh, hanging around Raifa a lot uh, definitely um, dulled some of that annoyance. She's like, what if uh,
2: her... Raifa is like, what if early, what if, like, early, early Pearl had, like, the legal authority to have you executed? Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh. like, early Pearl is, like, if I remember correctly, early Pearl, like, actually kind of thinks Maya might have done the murder and then quickly comes around to, like, actually Maya the best person ever. But, like, mm-hmm. early on, she's kind of like, I hate you, Mr. Wright, and I hate Maya, too. So, yeah, Rafe is just like, what if that? But was a was head of state.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then her mom is a Final Fantasy villain.
0: <laughs> yeah, the part where she finally wears her older clothes in that fifth case, and uh, she just has those long talons that she keeps breaking like they're bits of a pencil, and. Uh, <laughs> has that? Just this incredible. She has, that anim- okay. she has that animation
2: where she slams the law book down on the desk and then, like, rewrites the law in front of you, so then she keeps winning. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the good kind of cartoony. Like, that's okay, true, yeah. the queen is a fucking Final Fantasy villain. She has, like, a black bodysuit and floating hair, and she's, like, being the prosecutor in this case.
1: Yeah, if you're, if you're going to lean into this, like, this is the country where the laws are nonsense— having the queen literally with like her pen fingernail rewrite the law to say i always win in front of you is pretty good.
0: Yeah. It's just a shame that it then escalates into guns because <laughs> suddenly that does take it out of um fantasy and into very hard reality.
2: Yeah. The the yeah, like it's interesting cuz this game like skirt's kind of like it does has this theme of like what is legal is not necessarily like right or or just you know mm-hmm. um and it seems to skirt pretty close to the line of like look we kind of just made all this shit up like laws aren't real we just made them up um
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and that's something you have to like contend with in the law that's kind of raifa's story of like she was so convinced like Her main function of the game, and this is, like, the new thing that they add in in this game, is that she can use her spiritual power to see the last moments of the victim. Um, And in, like, Coraine Law that is treated as, like, very cut and dry, you know? They use that in all cases that involve death. And they use it to just, like, convict whatever suspect they have. Um, And so she's very convinced that these things are fallible. And her arc is that, like, Phoenix and Apollo show her that, like... You know, actually, these things are like, you know, these last moments you're seeing are not self-evident and you have to, like, interpret them and think about them, you know? And mm-hmm. she, that is where she ends up, but it, it's interesting and maybe this is just me being a communist, but, like, the it, it's, it is a game that kind of skirts up close to the idea that the people with power make the law and that doesn't really go there, you know? Mm-hmm. Apollo is still able to fax and logic the queen out of um, having all the guys with the guns listen to her
0: yeah it, it feels kind of cowardly in that regard because like they me, Dirk makes a big point about his how his revolution is going to be completely bloodless and how they're just going to win through like winning the heart of the people and using the momentum to take down the queen and like it's only works out that way because Apollo is able to convince the royal guard that the queen is a phony but um it's this weird mix of okay here's these real weapons being drawn and this fantasy mix of oh yeah a bloodless revolution is totally possible and uh
2: the defiant dragons are a very funny rebel organization where they like I kept asking throughout the game like what do they do like yeah they, they seem to be just like a, a social club for guys to hang out <laughs> because like, because <laughs> um, like, yeah, they are kind of locked into being like a nonviolent revolutionary group, even though they have a ton of weapons. And also, is thing is-
1: yeah, they have a ton of weapons and also they're shown to commit violence. We get like animated cutscenes of them like rioting and punching cops.
2: But at the same time, like, the only Defiant Dragon that you really see is, is Dats, and he is just, like, a goofball yeah. who does common Rider poses, and, like, he's like, oh, I have the new weapon of the Defiant Dragons, and it is, and what is it? It is a firecracker that he throws to, like, yeah. distract cops while he <laughs> runs away. Um, and several times they establish that, like, Dirk's main thing is, like, breaking into prison and freeing other Defiant Dragons. So it's, yeah, it's one of those things where it's just, like, we're a rebel group who doesn't really do rebel things, because that's not, like, within the politics of this game to conceive, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, similarly in Apollo Justice, you know, like, the the thing that Phoenix Wright did to, like, fix the legal system and, like, bring a trial by jury to the legal system was just, like...
1: Get a GoPro? He
2: just. Yeah, he just kind of like maneuvered in the background, you know, and like didn't really have to do anything.
1: The part, the part, I, the part in that game, which, you know, we're gonna, I, I guess I should have said up front that we're gonna spoil the, the, the games leading up to this, right? Um, yeah. But, Like the part in that game in the last case where he's like, by the way, this button on my hat is a webcam. That has recordings of the last ten years of my life, all of it. It's like,
0: fucking excuse me. What? Okay. Oh, did you? No- oh, Jen, did you not? <laughs> no, I didn't play. I didn't play. Apologize. Oh yeah. This, um, I- I've been meaning to. Yeah. Uh,
1: he wears like a fun beanie in that one with a little like smiley face hat. And then, like, at in the fir- at the beginning of the last trial, it like zooms real close in, and like the one of the eyes turns out to be a camera lens because it's a webcam, and he has just recorded all of his interactions for the last years of his life.
0: God, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> if that happened, I feel like the next move would be like, okay, you're, we're gonna, you're gonna have some serious legal consequences for court recording inside a fucking courtroom. <laughs>
2: <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Apollo Justice. Apollo Justice is a weird game. It's. Or, like, Apollo Justice is fine, but I think its a legacy is very weird for the mm. game, you know? I think. I think. The move that they did in Apollo Justice, where they had, like, we have brought. Like, Phoenix is in this game, but we've radically changed his character, and now he is, like. This kind of, this honestly a little sinister, like, men- unreliable mentor figure who, like, doesn't actually practice law again, I mm-hmm. thought was, like, a bold move for that character. And then they did Dual Destinies, and they're like, actually, never mind, never mind, never mind, he's Phoenix right now.
1: I mean, they walk Do- all of it back, right? Like, the last case of 4 is, like, okay, and this is, this is like, the whole premise of 4 has been... Some there are some criminals that like our legal system cannot you know, cannot convict the way it is set up. And so he has been doing all this wheeling and dealing behind the scenes to be like we need to switch to a jury system, not just a judge. Um and the last case is like the first ever jury trial. And then there are apparently never any more ever again.
2: Yeah. Because it, it's it's always yeah. like judge stuff and then Yeah. It, it's always just like yeah, a single judge who who hands down the verdict, and I think that is honestly like one of the the greatest missteps of the Ace Attorney series because like you you do this kind of like bold swing and then you reset it right and it, and like you said six they do just like walk back on on the finale of Ace Attorney four and then they go to five and they introduce Athena so now you have like. Two characters who are Phoenix's like um less experienced, like goofy uh disciples, but then Phoenix is also like the goofy man child. And I feel like they've never ever since they introduced Athena, they really haven't been able to, like, make her work without either like getting essentially shuffling her or Apollo out of the story. Mm-hmm. Cause she gets she yeah. she gets the fourth case in which Apollo just doesn't appear. And then Apollo gets the fifth case where she just doesn't appear. Or, like, well, she does appear, but she does nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, ah, uh, that's sad. I don't like that. Yeah. I wanna, yeah. although I wanna like Athena more than I end up doing, I just think the idea that, like, we, we put a female character in Ace Attorney, it's like, okay, cool, and it's like, well, her whole thing is that she's, like, young and inexperienced and too emotional.
1: Yeah, she's like, oh, she's so emotional right. that her device that she uses to read people's emotions just blurts out her subconscious thoughts, and it's like, I don't, well, this isn't great.
2: Yeah, the fourth case, it's, the fourth case is a bummer because it's just Blackwell being like Sundere, but like too real, you know. Yeah. Like his like, thing is, that wow, he's you're really to... fucking bad at this. <laughs> yeah, like he. He's just too mean to her in, like, a too real way. It's just like, no, this is just how, like, real men are shitty to real women. Mm -hmm. It's not comedy anymore.
0: Yeah, it's, it makes the decision they, it makes the decision that's made at the end of this game feel so baffling, because what it seems like. The way that Apollo Justice was pitched to me initially is that it was kind of a reset for the series, like focusing on different protagonists and maybe giving them time to grow. Five clearly threw that out because they wanted more Phoenix rights, and they just had other attorneys appear as well. In this game, it ends with Apollo being sent... Like, he's staying in Karine to basically re- rebuild the legal system, so it feels like this game ends with them giving up on the idea of having a protagonist other than Phoenix Wright.
1: I mean, you could very easily have cases in Karine with him. I
2: I read it more as like, not shuffling, like, so as far as I remember, right, like, at the time that this game was released, there was like kind of a tacit understanding by everyone involved that it was the last Ace Attorney game. Hmm. Because like, it had a digital only release and like, so did dual destinies and it had been like a long time. And I think dual destiny, I think part of the reason that they reset for dual destinies is that Apollo justice didn't sell as well as the third, as like the Ace Attorney games that came before it. And so I definitely remember having this sense that the series was like struggling. So what what like the finale of this game read to me is like, them kind of like, oh, now Apollo's grown up, you know? He's, like, done his big case, and now he's gonna run his own law firm as, like, an ending to his story, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I I was more fine with it because it read more like an ending than like, w- we're getting rid of Apollo. Um, even if they are, yeah. but it's like, if you never make another Ace Attorney game, then you haven't gotten rid of Apollo.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they also have like that bit at the post credits where they're clearly setting up for a sequel where Phoenix is talking to Sunloman and it's implied that she might be the mother of both uh, Apollo that's, and They
1: haven't played four.
2: Yeah, that's just four. That's just four. Oh. At, at the. Oh, yeah, Jen. You don't know yep. that Apollo and Trucy are siblings.
1: Yep. You don't what? know how weird it is that they keep being like, oh, you got yourself a good wife there. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Oh no Phoenix Phoenix has known (laughs) Phoenix has known that Apollo and Trucy are half siblings since game four and has never told them. What the fuck? Yeah, Uh, and 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 doesn't and 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 also knows that their mother is alive uh and has never told them.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh what so the hell?
1: at the end of four it's been like okay well all this is settled are you gonna come say hi to your kids and tell them that you're alive and she's like the time isn't right and apparently the time will never be right because the series
0: is over now well <laughs> we, we say that but um it does look like well they are bringing back a game that came out after Spirit of Justice in 2017. Right, but it was also written a- by a
1: completely different team. And I suspect if the series were to continue, the 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 team that was the team behind uh, Great Ace Attorney, who like the, the writer of that is the original writer of the Ace Attorney series, is probably not going to see what they did with Dual Destinies and Spirit of Justice and be like, man, I'm super interested in pursuing this.
0: Yeah, like even when the original directors of Dual Destinies didn't want to do Phoenix Wright anymore, and um, the producer literally had to drag him to uh, San Diego Comic Con and other places to be like, "Oh, hey, here's the director of this previous game," and the reaction from that was enough to make him go, "Okay, I'm in for it again. I'm going to do Spirit of Justice." One yeah. last ride.
2: I think it. <laughs> I think the the overall impression of this, like. One of the overriding impressions that I get of, the of like, the series as a whole definitely is, like, we've made a lot of missteps, we've made a lot of weird decisions, a few times we thought we weren't making any more of these games, and a lot of the, like, finale slash, like, legacy slash, like, you know, bringing all the old characters and settings back stuff that it does feels, like, really weird as a result, you know? Like, we talked about how Pearl has nothing to do. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, part of the reason I was excited when Olivia suggested we do Spirit of Justice instead of, like, paying X amount to get us all copies of Great Ace Attorney was... Going into the Great Ace Attorney games, which I haven't played yet, I was kind of interested in, like, okay, what is the... How healthy is the series right now? And as it turns out, like, it's in a bad fucking way by the end of this game. Like... You just look at the various ways that they are constantly calling back to the previous games. Like, they do so much to, like, bring up the Steel Samurai five or six times in that third case. And it just feels like they're stuck playing the greatest hits while occasionally, (laughs) yeah, trying to dive into something new. But it doesn't feel like they have the energy or interest in moving past any of that.
2: Yeah, I think it's a weird game that both wants to be like we're bringing everyone back for the the finale of the series and also like we're introducing a bunch of new stuff to the series. Um this is like <laughs> the second time that they've well, the third time really that they've had like extensive backstory stuff for Apollo. Like it's every game so he's weird. every game he's been in is like here is Apollo's secret backstory.
1: Yeah, I mean, we actually have an email about this. I know this isn't normally the order we go in, but I kind of want to read the email and just engage with it because this is a big thing I want to talk about, if that's okay.
2: Yeah, I think it's very relevant here.
1: Um, so this is uh, an e- this is a, uh, email from um, Tom Katzman. Uh, a Tom, real name Katzman, excuse me. I had added a, uh, a Phoenix Wright name in there just for good measure. Uh, hi, sometime listener, first time caller. I got a lot of feelings about AA-6 and Apollo. For starters, AA-6 feels like the Apollo Justice sequel that they weren't allowed to make, so they had to do it sneaky-like by cramming it all in the final case. Because AA-4 was written by Shu Takumi and AA-5 and 6 were written by, mostly, Takeshi Yamazaki, I have to wonder what were Takumi's original intents for Apollo's backstory. Apollo being raised in a foreign country gives some parts of AA-4 more meaning, such as Apollo sympathizing with Maki in case 4-3. Uh, quote, a little kid like this in a country so far away from everything he's ever known. It also builds on AA-4's overarching message of legality does not equal righteousness, and Apollo's final thoughts in that game, quote, someday I'll know, know what law is, and I'll fight to change it if I have to. I think a lot of AA-6's writing for Apollo derived from criticisms of AA-5, the reveal of his space camp adventures didn't really explain nor build upon anything in A4. It had the same impact of Phoenix having been an art student. It tells us where he was at the time, but does nothing to explain how that led him to where he is now and feels more out of left field than anything else. Well, I can give Phoenix a pass, since the, fir- since the first game already explains his whole backstory, the class trial with Edgeworth and Larry, which I thought was a nice callback to the first trial, we didn't have anything like that with apollo so it just felt frustrating aa6 gives us a lot of answers without explicitly stating them how apollo got separ- separated from thalassa which by the way jen that's his mom uh, why thalassa remarried and had trucy, why apollo became a lawyer you're not allowed to become a lawyer in ace attorney just because etc there's still a lot of unexplained stuff quote no dirk Trusi is not wife material she's my half sister but i don't know that because it's still a secret for some reason but overall, I felt pretty satisfied with what I was given. There's a lot more stuff about AA6 I could get into, but at the risk of taking over the episode, I'll stop here. Love, Tom. Um. Yeah, a lot... Of, I felt really frustrated. I mean, like, I liked a lot of the stuff with Dirk. I think Dirk's a cool character. But I personally felt really frustrated the way three games into Apollo's whole thing, he's just like, oh yeah, did I never mention I'm from another country and have a whole family over there? It felt very like... Or, like, did introducing, I, did, like, oh did hi, I, this is Bob, our friend who we've all known. I'm Like, what? No, what?
2: Yeah. Did I never mention that I'm not from another country, but... I went on a trip as a baby to another country where my dad died and I was separated from my parents and I was raised by a a completely random guy in that country who then abandoned me in the United States when he became a revolutionary in his home country. So I just grew up as an orphan in my home country again. Also, I have a brother. Also, I have like a full brother who I just never ever thought about or like mentioned anything. Yeah. Yeah. Who's also internationally famous. My mm-hmm. internationally famous brother that I've never mentioned before. <laughs> um, I felt like none of Apollo and Nauda's like interactions worked.
1: No. At all. Agreed. Agreed.
2: Like I yeah. I did not I did not feel them as like characters who ever had like a familial connection, really. I feel like he's yeah. probably the weakest prosecutor in the series.
0: Yeah, Apollo just keeps going back to, Narihuda, what's happened to you? Don't you remember that one time we got lost in a river together and Dirk scooped us up? And that's seemingly the only memory I can ever conjure of my younger Remember that one time we brother?
1: spent together and that ten years we spent together? <laughs> like, hmm, hmm.
2: Okay, but I did tear up when Dirk's like, a father would do anything for his sons. I'm like, yeah, dad, yeah, father would do anything for his sons.
1: We needed more flashbacks of like, like Dirk running red lights, going a dragon never yields.
2: <laughs> I don't, I don't know if there are cars in Karain, honestly. <laughs>
1: okay, in his buggy. <laughs> yeah,
2: there...
1: I just, I just wanted to make a dragon never yields joke. I had to get one on the air.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you didn't go for like the driving act of yielding.
1: That's what you I know? was doing.
2: Oh, well, okay. I just, I think of yielding as, like, mer- an emerging context. Mostly. That's fair,
1: that's fair. Or, like, for pedestrians on a crosswalk. You know. <laughs> Dirk,
2: or, yeah. Dirk just going straight onto the highway. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dirk just, like, driving through an intersection and you just hear the thumpa-thumpa of pedestrians rolling over the top of a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh. He, you know, he's also a lawyer, so he probably wouldn't commit manslaughter.
1: <laughs> you're right. Lawyers never. If you're if you have a law degree, you don't ever commit crimes.
2: I mean, not an ace attorney. <laughs> well, tr- that's, okay. I'm um, mm. I can think of one specific. I can think of actually multiple criminal lawyers. Mostly prosecutors. And, yeah.
1: Hmm? Mostly prosecutors. Um. Mostly, I know. I know. Yeah. But mostly. <laughs>
0: Jen, you should play Ace Attorney 4.
1: You should probably play Ace
0: yeah. Attorney 4. Yeah, that and Ace Attorney Investigations are definitely on my two-play Those are both good games. I kind of
2: want to go back and play one of the old Ace Attorneys. Because um, I had this kind of experience playing the game where I was like, was Ace Attorney always like this? Or am I like, or is this game weird? Or am I just kind of growing out of the Ace Attorney mood? Because I feel like there were definitely, like, parts of the... There's definitely parts of the trials where it's like... And we talked about this in our group chat previously. But there's a lot of parts in this game where it's like, alright. I've completely blown up all of the prosecution's assertions. Like, they said that my client committed the murder this one way. And I've definitively proved that that couldn't happen. But because I haven't fingered, like, a new person and intimately described... Ha- with Beyond the shadow of a doubt how they could have done the murder... I'm still like on the hook for death, you mm-hmm. know? And there's like several parts of that where it just kind of like wore thin for me. And I it made me interested in kind of like going back and being like, was it always this like strong or were the were the other were the older games different or am I just not remembering that they've always been like this, you know?
1: I've played the um the HD re release of the trilogy on my Switch recently. And I think this stuff was always there, but I do think it's a lot more clumsy in this one.
0: Yeah, and we haven't even get, gotten to the most out there part of that fifth case, where the big reveal is that uh, basically throughout case five, your Apollo is palling around with his dad Dirk, which he hasn't seen who he hasn't seen in over twenty years, and um, it gets to a situation where Dirk just starts dropping hints like, okay, I don't have much longer and you're gonna learn some weird shit about me. And it turns out that weird shit is that three days prior to, like, Dirk meeting Apollo and then over the course of three days when they're on this adventure together, um, Dirk got fucking shot (laughs) by the um, prime minister and um, Maya has just been channeling him this whole fucking case? Like, this for five to six hours of this game, you're just talking to Dirk through the body of Maya, and it's just something that they just drop as like some ridiculous Rompa ass twist. I actually, <laughs> I actually
2: like that twist a lot. Um, because I saw it like I I figured it out before a li- just like at the ideal time basically which is just right before the game starts pushing you in that direction um Mm -hmm. because the whole time i was like why the hell doesn't dirk remember anything that happened during the murder that he's accused of and then once you start talking about the possibility of spirit channeling the justice minister who was killed i was like oh no like (laughs) oh no and then they revealed it i was like oh jesus and i actually like that twist a lot um I think it like, I think it both adds kind of like a melancholy to all of Dirk's scenes because Apollo's always like, in those scenes Apollo's always like like damn he just, this guy's got no cares in the world you know like doesn't he care that serious stuff is going on and it's like well he was kind of already dead um, and then it also has comedy like when he when everyone finds out that like Maya has <laughs> Maya has been kidnapped and. That's why Phoenix has to, like, do some stuff because he's being coerced by Maya's kidnapper and then Dirk in Maya's body is like, ha ha ha, that's not an issue for reasons I can't explain now, but Maya is fine. (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah, when you point that out, that was kind of interesting. Also, it might be the first time, I think this is the first time that we've watched someone get straight up shot from their character model, like You see the freaking scene as it happens. You just see the guy pull out the gun and in a very sudden moment, suddenly bullet holes are appearing in Dirk's chest. And it's a very intense moment that I don't think that the series has really tried before.
2: No, I don't think they've ever done like, here you see somebody being murdered on screen. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the part where he gets shot three times and still does the animation where he like activates his dragon aura... And like mm-hmm. scares the shooter away, that part rules.
1: Yeah, and also they got me really good. Be- part of the reason they got me good is because I had the thought earlier, and then I was like, "But wait, the logistics of that don't work out." Like they were, they were definitely in the same scene at this moment. They were not. I was misremembering, and so I. But I had that thought, so the twist really hit me hard because I was like, "Oh, that's not possible." Uh, it was possible. They did it.
0: Yeah, and they do take the time earlier to, like, seed in a few more, um, whatever they call those specific, uh, visual novel moments where you see suddenly a unique, um, character drawing of two or more people interacting. Oh, CG. Like, the bit where, yeah, the CG where, uh, Dirk is, uh, lifting Apollo in his arms, uh, and getting him out of that flooding cavern. Dude, wet Apollo is hot. I'm not ashamed to admit it.
1: It turns out when his hair isn't up like that, <laughs> he looks alright.
2: Yeah. <laughs> He's got the worst hairstyle. <laughs> Just God damn, man. <laughs> Why are you purposefully like holding back your power? Just having like the stupidest <laughs> hairstyle in the world. Um
0: Yeah, holding holding back his power twice because also his look for that brief moment in the previous game was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Uh, Rafa has this thing where she calls people like identifying feature of their hair heads she calls Phoenix um, spike head um, there's a, there's a post credit scene where she's been calling Nauda braid head and she calls Apollo horn head um, yep. cause, cause he just has giant horns for some reason um, also very funny when you see a picture of him as a kid and he just has smaller hair horns <laughs> I always I always think that's funny when like the child version of a character just looks exactly the same but like baby.
1: That's just what his hair does.
2: Uh, no, it is not. It, <laughs> they say several times that he makes it like that.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
2: <laughs> which means that baby Apollo had like intense hair hair, which means that baby Apollo had like an intense hair routine. <laughs> baby Apollo is like in the bathroom uh, in the morning like hold on guys I gotta make I gotta make my horns
0: <laughs> it is also pretty great where Reifa is realizing she has a, a brother and she is trying to switch herself into oh big bro moment and nayuda is having none of it he's just like this is really weird stop it I don't know what's happening
1: <laughs> yeah I a lot of that that last case ends up rotating around like everyone being like, "Oh no! If we out the the queen is being a shit, then she's gonna kill kill Rafa or something." And I just like there's so much like even in the the first half of that that first case, which is you know a different trial entirely. There's so much like hostage stuff to explain people acting completely illogically that feels weak.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Though it's not necessarily hostage in the way that you're describing it, because uh, the actual thing is that uh, if they reveal the relation, then that means Raifa is the daughter of a attempted murderer and arsonist, and that would basically, in the society being related to someone they carry the sins of the father so at the same time
2: that is a that is a hugely important cultural belief that they only introduced like three hours earlier in the mm -hmm. story like they don't mention it at all until you get to see like Dirk's case files and they go actually this is a formative part of our culture
0: yeah that that's such a weird thing to just put in your case files too like there's that whole case has weird bits like that. Like, uh, it's like... the researcher's notes you have for the um, the Empress orb that uh, they're trying to investigate also has some weird details that you wouldn't normally see in a research case like that. Oh, you know what's also really weird? They never channel the Founder.
2: There is, yeah. so, there is so much like, nobody knows the Founder's face. Only the Queen knows the Founder's name. And when when the founder is channeled, you know she'll have incredible. You know whoever does it will get incredible spiritual power, and nobody does it. Like so, we can have the royal guard with like assault <laughs> rifles pointed right at our main character's head, but nobody's gonna chant do this thing that you've been setting up for the entire game. I I thought I thought that the re- I was like oh is the reason they keep the queen's name and a secret because of like Maya's clan like is she Ami Faye like is is it a whole thing where like you know the, the founder like did something that they don't want anyone else to know like that she left the country and it's just like oh no, it's actually not relevant ever
1: I, I, th- I thought it was just like I mean this is not a great explanation but I thought it was just like well we have this whole thing where if you summon the founder great spiritual power and we don't know how to resolve that idea so we're just not going to do it
2: yeah I just, you know, yeah. when it's a mystery game and they dangle a big a big red flag in front of your face, you're like okay, well that's gonna mean something, right? And it's like, nope. It it really only tangentially means something, you know? It's important that there, it's important that that legend exists, but we're not going to follow through to see if it's real, you know?
1: What if you were truly brave, yeah. summoned her, and then she made fucking Apollo a spirit medium? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, Apollo does have spiritual powers. This is, like... This has been canon since his first appearance. Like, the bracelet that he has is just an aid to his, like, actual spiritual powers.
1: But they're not... He doesn't have spiritual powers. He has supernatural perception.
2: I love how Phoenix is the only main character without a superpower.
1: He does have a superpower. He doesn't. I mean, he he has an aided superpower, but he has the Magatama.
2: Yeah, but that's that's not something he does like i mean athena I know, has super hearing
1: <laughs> there's there's super hearing there's super seeing there is you know phoenix with lie detection and then there's of course miles in the ace attorney investigations with basic logic
2: mm-hmm. which yeah. in, also in but professor layton is is the power phoenix has there
0: I guess the main thing that Phoenix has, which they make a big point near the beginning of Case Five, because the first case in that is Apollo versus uh, Phoenix, right? Is that um, Phoenix can just take any can take any case and turn it towards his favor, no matter how ridiculous. But that's what everyone else in the game does too. So, yeah. <laughs>
2: I feel like there's a bit of a disconnect in those sections between, like, them trying to paint, like, them talking about, like, oh, Phoenix has this, like, legendary reputation as, like, the attorney who can win any case, and it's like, no, he is a goof. I mean, yes, but he is a goofy man-child. Like, he's not... Mm -hmm. It's a little... You know, it's a little... They kind of, like, hit on this idea of, like, Phoenix is, like, a mentor character um, who can, like pass things on to his, like... They call Apollo and Athena his disciples, um, but Mm -hmm. he's not really, like, a mentor character, because a mentor character has to, like, have a kind of, like, maturity and a specific kind of relationship to the characters that he's supposed to teach, and Phoenix is not, because they reset Phoenix's character. And he's just kind of... He's kind of just, like, Ace Attorney 1 Phoenix, really.
1: I mean, I think he's a little more mature than you're giving him credit for, but I fundamentally agree with the point. Um, and I guess, like, I wanted to see, like, if you're going to do this thing where it's, like, Apollo versus Phoenix and Phoenix is doing the Phoenix thing, it should be a situation, like, the Phoenix thing is your opponent is leading the whole, is, like, leading the whole case, but every time they're about to deal the finishing blow, you sort of pull it back, right? That would be the thing to do, is having Apollo be, like, okay, well, clearly it's this, this, and this, and uh," and then, uh, Phoenix is, like, uh, actually this, and being, like, fuck it, stop. I had this done. <laughs>
0: yeah. They they do try to characterize Phoenix a lot different in that case to make you think, like, something actually happened to him. Like, the way that he's talking, and e- e- the way that he's talking to that shithead politician, like, giving him a lot of respect or just being more formal about everything. Like, I got in my head during that specific bit and I just came up with cases like, Oh, is Phoenix being possessed? Did someone knock him out and take his clothes or whatever? But nope, it's just him trying to cover while um, thinking that Maya's is in danger. They've already yeah. done, you know. Yep.
2: Like,
1: that's that's for me. That was why it was like, okay, so someone's hostage. Who is it this time? Because it's not only. Like,
2: not only did they already do it, but the case in which they did it is like my favorite Ace Attorney case of all time.
1: That one's really good. The the part where you're like cross examining like. A walkie-talkie is so good <laughs> or like the part in that case where you re- like you reveal to so it's 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 shelly the killer who is like this like hit man and like you know criminal for hire okay. and you reveal that the person he's working for who is your defendant has betrayed him and then there's just this silence on the walkie for a minute, and you're like, "Oh fuck!"
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a great moment. The bit the bigger, um, like,
2: you know, it's like, "Oh, this assassin has like contracted like this assassin is like blackmailing Phoenix to defend this guy, but like the guy is just like a a, a dope, you know, like no way he did this murder." And then like Phoenix discovering over the course of his investigation, like. No, this guy definitely did the murder, and then like bringing it to him, and he goes like evil mode. Not in the courtroom, but like in the detention scene. Bit is like mm-hmm. that's an all time asinine <laughs> moment.
1: And also the way they set yeah. that up with like the he 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 has his suspicions, so he like uses the Megatama, and he's like, "Did you kill him? Did you kill him?" And there are no psych locks, and he's like, "Of course I didn't kill him. I paid someone else to." <laughs> it's like
0: fuck. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The loophole. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of good transformation stuff, just like the way that that character, Matt guard just has a very boy band-ish look, and you get that gif reveal of him. Yeah,
2: flipping his like, hair back, and it's, like, covered in villain scars, and he's like, Yeah. I'm the Joker! <laughs> <laughs> or more like, I'm Two-Face, uh, honestly. Yeah. He is literally Two-Face.
1: yeah speaking of those reveals they kind of they they took some danganronpa inspiration and in like the the breakdowns in this one
2: yeah huh? yeah and they're all really animated um the bit the like the paul adishan one where he has this whole fantasy of himself like winning an election and then having his election victory overturned by the conviction and he like plummets into the abyss i'm like damn yeah it's been a long time in this genre we've had yeah. other games come out and be big
1: or or <laughs> when uh the fucking the the magician has like the sequence where the curtain drops behind him and he's revealing the masks of various people he hates and then burning them and then he actually burns his own mask. Oh no. That's <laughs>
0: really ridiculous.
2: <laughs> yeah. Fucking man of mystery. I'm so mad at that one.
0: god i i wasn't as warm on the case too as uh, six was just because like you get various uh villains in this series that are just going over the top in terms of how they're going to endanger you and they're being dickheads about it but for him in particular just he had such that such that specific um Viral sleaze and the extra bit of like, oh, yeah, I'm repossessing your office, too, because you secretly signed a contract that you owe me a billion dollars. It was... Yeah, that, I mean... At some-
1: that part was weak, especially because that doesn't make any damn sense. That's not how this stuff works. You don't, like... yeah. I, I well, like
2: it, in in the in the legal system of Phoenix right, it's not enough to prove that the contract you've signed is unreasonable. You have to prove that somebody else entirely signed the contract. but and also only, only then can you get out of the contract.
1: But also the contract hasn't been breached yet. There's been no conviction. You can't go to a repo place and be like, hey, I suspect that in a couple of days, They'll be in breach of contract. So go ahead and <laughs> steal everything they own. That's not how this works.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just that whole time, I was like, this isn't how any of this works. What the fuck? <laughs> uh.
1: Yeah, I liked, I liked him. I liked him in the last, like once, once he switched to the the magician persona. But yeah, him as the him as the like the you know media like agent was not nearly as it's it i think there was a lot of like like loose logic that didn't work for me as well you're right jen
2: yeah i think apollo and athena hanging out in that case is a good vibe like Mm -hmm. i think athena is like good in the assistant role um even if like in the larger context it sucks that like they don't really have anything to do with her because she's basically like a we made girl apollo but a little worse Mm mm-hmm i do i think i do like her one bit at the in the end of the final case where where maya was like i was about to run in there and like start punching cops to help you guys out and athena was like yeah i could barely hold her back and Maya was like you were gonna come too don't lie to me and i think like (laughs) athena and maya should have should have run in and started punching cops Because (laughs) I I was thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah, they do have the exact kind of, like, they are similar in, like, ways that would, like, they would be such awful influences on each other. Just, like, two women who, like, both try to act a little more mature than they are, but also have, like, a very, like, emotional kind of childish streak. And I think they would be a very fun, like, you know, bad cop, bad cop pairing. Because they just, Mm -hmm. Maya would punch a cop because Athena would encourage her because Athena also wants to punch a cop
1: yeah
0: yeah speaking of in case violence like i do love uh army buff in the army bu- i would die case. for army buff i love her so much <laughs> yeah her designs are real cute and also like the way that she just has this rc um that can is just firing pellet missiles and machine guns in the in the court i'm not sure those were fake missiles or machine guns
2: i think those were real.
0: the judge does have to does use the language no firing of machine guns in the court that's
1: the the line of just like while i sympathize with your plight please do not fire guns (laughs) Uh, yeah she's she's fantastic
2: Hate that part in the end where it's like actually she was she was faking being in her wheelchair. Hate that part.
1: That yeah, that's bad. Uh, yeah. That yeah. part
2: sucks. But she she is my beloved uh, daughter who loves the military <laughs> and shooting people <laughs> and is like the daughter of like and is the daughter of like a Russian paratrooper. <laughs> There's that bit in the credits where she's like. I'm helping out at my dad's university. And it's like, you are 12 years old and both of your parents have been murdered. (laughs) What is happening to you? Phoenix, there are so many... Phoenix should have adopted army buff as well. Like, (laughs) that that girl needs a family and she
0: is alone. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, and he already has like... Four people that he's adopted in his office. Well, okay, why not a fifth at this is point? Is Phoenix
2: right, Batman?
0: I mean, he doesn't have the same
2: money as Batman, but he, oh. but he is, he is a, he is a man who just kind of wanders around collecting orphan children and bringing them into his like goofy superhero family. Yeah, but he's he's that never prepared. Hmm. I would argue that he is so unprepared that it, like, causes an overflow error, and he can deal with any situation.
0: Yeah, like, anytime anything like this happens, there's always a comedic bit where he's like, where am I gonna find the space? Where am I gonna find the money? People want me to fund their magic shows and their law degrees and their meals. How am I gonna do this all? And... Because he's just the lawyer that wins everything, he can somehow do it all. I mean, lawyers get paid pretty good money.
2: Phoenix, pro- Phoenix probably like does okay for money.
1: Yeah, I think I think the problem that Phoenix runs into is not like he's he does have the perennially short on money problem, but I think it's because he's probably incredibly stupid with money. <laughs> i feel
2: feel like phoenix is one of those people that probably acts broker than he is i feel like he's probably one of those people who's always like how are we gonna pay for this but like if you actually look at his bank account it's oh you're fine man like you're okay obviously if your house blows up there's gonna be a problem but you're fine you're a lawyer
1: i feel like he's one of those people who will never be in like real money trouble but he will also never have any savings like, you could give him 500 bucks, he'd figure it out. You could give him $5 million, he'd figure it out. Either way, his bank account would be empty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah. Fair. Because he, yeah, he doesn't really have the ability to say no to a lot of ideas either, which is why... Ed, he, I, look,
2: he's married to Edgeworth. Edgeworth is a chief prosecutor. Like, if he really needed money, Edgeworth would help him out. True
0: yeah (laughs) like this game this game part of that is just uh, this game
2: wastes some opportunities (laughs) to feed the phoenix uh the phoenix and edgeworth ship honestly why bring edgeworth back if you're not gonna do
0: anything with him great question like he he is a significant part of like the dlc case but also like all he just Shows up and occasionally talks with you. He's giving Maya rides <laughs> um, in his sports car. And um, he he does say, okay, yeah, let's have a reunion dinner after this case. But, uh, yeah, it is one of those situations where the bonus case is less interested in exploring any of their dynamic and more interested in, like, hey, let's get the gang back together for this uh, time travel story. Which isn't really a time travel story, but is... Has time travel themes.
2: The I think Edgeworth's best bit, and like the really only like characterful bit they give Edgeworth is when he watches like the Kurenai's steel samurai thing, and he just gets big mad about it. Everyone's kind of like, <laughs> "Yeah, that was." Everyone's kind of like, "Okay, well, this is obviously a steel samurai ripoff," and Edgeworth is like, "It's a fucking steel samurai ripoff." I've been sitting in this dingy apartment with this comedy relief common writer man, screaming at him about how his favorite toki show sucks.
1: One of my favorite uh, <laughs> awkward zombie, a great web comic that does a lot of uh, of Ace Attorney uh, comics. One of my favorites is just like it's a it's a simple three panel comic of Phoenix Wright and, and Miles, and the Phoenix says, "Wait, Miles, do you like?" the Steel Samurai, and there's a middle panel of just silence, and then Miles says no, and like 80 (laughs) Cyclops pop up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (sighs) Good.
2: it's good. There's good characters in this series, you know? Ace Attorney still has a lot of charm, even in a kind of like bad Ace Attorney game, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Still a lot. Yeah, I I guess I should use this to just get into the DLC case a little bit more. Like, uh, one thing I really like about the bride that gets accused of uh, killing this butler is that uh, she's just constantly crying anytime someone talks to her about this specific stuff. And the two main animations she uses for that stuff is, like, holding up a... Well, there's three animations. One of them is holding up a frying pan and just crying buckets into it. The other is picking up a ladle and using the frying pan as, like, a drum. And the third one is just her nervously cooking. Like, she'll just... She just is making a very concerned face as she's just stirring the pan around and using a salt shaker way too often. (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, the basic gist for that case is that she ends up, um... Getting throttled by this butler as, um... After her reception... She thinks to herself, oh, I wish I could just go back to the wedding itself. And then suddenly she's doing the reception a second time. The just for that is, like, no actual time travel happened. There was just a conspiracy to cover up uh, this murder. So everyone just held the reception a second time. And um, the way that it talks about time travelers, it says that time travelers are real, but they're people who get stuck in the past more or less in terms of feeling attachments to these specific people or thinking about an event that they could have done better and just reliving that moment again and again and it did have some interesting emotional weight there um that was somewhat dispersed by having larry butts be part of it and him being like no, but I saw an actual pterodactyl at my window. I'm serious about this. When it was just an anchor and... Uh, yeah, bits like that. It's... That case is both a... It's a microcosm of both the things that work and don't work in this game because it is the one where they just flat out say, okay, we're getting the gang back together. We're going to mention Gumshoe, but he won't appear. But also, like... Other than that, this case might as well have just been ripped out of the first, uh, few Phoenix Wright games. And, uh, I hope they've gotten all of that out of their system, because, like, maybe I'm just pushing too much weight on these games that I'm about to play, but, uh, I'm hoping that the complete change in time period characters and, uh, just general court system will make great ace attorney feel a lot fresher than this has been
2: yeah i've been thinking and like if i want to play another ace attorney game i think it is one that has like a, a full do over you know i i think after seeing like the kind of like overstuffed nature of this one i'm like you know what let's let's do a hard re- reboot actually um so i think i'll probably look at Great Apes Attorney at some point. Herlock (laughs) Sholmes.
0: Yeah, Herlock Sholmes. Which which is in itself, like, a long-standing Japanese tradition of, like, inverting that so they can get around the Arthur Conan Doyle state, which are real motherfuckers.
2: (laughs) I don't really understand IP Uh, law, but it's always been funny to me that like you can do sherlock holmes and just inf- you can just invert the names and the 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 estate is powerless to screw with you i don't really know how <laughs> ip law works to make that possible but i've seen enough herlock holmes that it has to be true
0: yeah and at the same time ip law is so powerful that like these books which should be out of uh, enforcement date can descend on you as soon as you Name a character Sherlock Holmes and give him emotions because they can be like, well, this one book where he has emotions is technically under our patent. So you're fucked.
1: Is that why Sherlock Holmes never has emotions?
0: I, yeah, for a lot of the I'm material, joking. it's because they don't have the Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you? see any of the what if stuff sucks by the way i kind of skipped i that. i
1: looked at sort of summaries of it and it seemed so stupid that i didn't bother <laughs> basically okay um it's like it's stuff of like oh reypha's visiting america and you've got to be her tour guide but can you find places she wants to visit i'm like i don't fucking care <laughs> so
2: yeah
0: i'll
2: tell Rafa to go back that... there's no reason to come to america
1: yeah. Oh. I mean, listen, we got good food.
0: Do we? You can find good food anywhere, though. No, you can't.
1: That's not true. I've visited places where I could not <laughs> find good food.
0: Okay, fair enough, I guess.
2: <laughs>
0: um, I, do we have any other questions? Because I do have one question I got in earlier. I,
1: well, I Just to rebut real quickly... To to my yeah. co-host. Yes, we do have good food. It's just not food we came up with. It's just food we stole from other people. Yeah. It seems like I'm... it's
2: their food that we right. have. Right.
1: But we're very good at collecting other people's food.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're like one giant strip ball of a country.
1: <laughs> Alright, that's all I had.
0: Okay, yeah. In terms of... I, I feel like I've already summarized my thoughts about this game in general, but also, I'll just go back into it and say, like, I came into this one excited to see what the state of the series was. I came away realizing that it's on life support, and um, I have my fingers crossed that Great Ace Attorney finds a way to pull it out of this hole. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. How about you, Olivia?
2: Um, hmm. I'm kind of in no rush to go to Great Ace Attorney. I feel like I'll come back to it, um, to be quite honest, when I have a more stable finance situation. Um, but, you know, I kind of, I felt like I got my enjoyment out of this game. I didn't hate playing it, but I do feel like it's uh, it's more like a 4 out of 10 than a 6 out of 10. As far as, like, that's my range of, like, things Things are, like, have some big problems, but I still got some enjoyment out of
0: them. That's my yeah, range for that. for sure. Yeah. In uh, terms of questions, uh, folks can send them to us at uh, abnormalmappingpodcast.gmail.com. I do have one that was sent to me by Kyrie, uh, basically just saying... This game is divisive, but I feel like the, but I think the Ace Attorney series is still a fun and fantastic time. What is your favorite case from the series? And, uh, I feel like a lot of us did immediately jump over to that case from the second game where <laughs> we're dealing with a hostage situation, but, uh, I don't think that's my I favorite
1: do... though. I do like that one a lot.
0: Oh, okay. Which one is your favorite then?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, give me a minute to you, you you seemed like you had something to say. Let me think for a minute.
0: Yeah, I was just going to go the classic route of saying like the final well, the case right before the bonus case in the first Phoenix Wright game where you're dealing with um you're basically defending Edgeworth and uh you're just getting through these raw emotions of what actually happened to Edgeworth's family and stuff like that by this real Motherfucker for prosecutor, like it has some of the most memorable moments, like uh, cross cross examining a parrot, um, making the almost Christmas means it wasn't Christmas argument. Um, Get,
2: all that sort getting of stuff. Getting tasered in the evidence room because you walked up to the criminal and were like, "Aha! Here's the one piece of evidence that proves
0: you're a dickhead." You do that so much in the first Phoenix Wright. I, I forget whether the second or third games had that as much, but like, there's multiple places where you're just like, I'm gonna go confront the killer out of court and see what happens. And each time, you are either getting incapacitated and having evidence stolen or you're having your fucking life threatened on the spot.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Phoenix Wright is not a smart man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> At some point, the writers figured out, okay, this we really shouldn't have him do this every single time, and they got away from that. But yeah, it does lead to some memorable moments.
1: I am not coming up with a better answer than the the final the fi- then uh, farewell my turnabout from Justice for All. Um, I feel like there probably is I pro- there probably is one that I like better, but I'm I'm having trouble thinking of it.
2: I think so. if I, I think if I go back and play an old Ace Attorney game, I'll probably play the third one. Um, yeah,
1: Trials and Tribulations, I think, is the best one for sure.
2: Cause, well, because I like, I feel like I part of me wants to say like, oh, the final case of number three, but I don't remember that well enough. But like, that's the one where like Edgeworth comes back, and then Phoenix and Edgeworth like both have to team up to, to they like have that like unspoken team up to. To like corner the real killer in court while Edgeworth is pretending to like be trying to beat Phoenix, um, and mm. that's a really good moment.
1: Yeah, I think my favorite might be one of the ones from Investigations.
2: Oh no, wait, hold on, I'm misremembering this. I think, I think the final case of the third one is when you is when you play as Edgeworth briefly. Which is also a very fun sequence. I think Phoenix and Edgeworth teaming up is actually in the final case of two. Because Edgeworth is I I don't remember. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's because Edgeworth is told about Maya, and so you guys are both stalling for time by, like, lawyerly beating the crap out of each other.
0: Yeah, I I feel like you say something in court that Miles suddenly, his demeanor changes, and he realizes what's happening. And the two of you have to play like you aren't in the know while stalling for time. <laughs> it's it's a very good dynamic. Um, yeah, those, overall, a lot of really good stuff in that original trilogy. Those men are gay.
1: <laughs> very.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you, you ever
2: think about? I I don't have the source for this on hand, but I definitely remember like this story from like the development of original Ace Attorney, where they were going to make Edgeworth like a middle-aged man. And there was, like, a woman on staff who was kind of like, what if he was the same age as Phoenix? And they had this kind of, like, connection from their childhood, you know? And they were like, that's a good idea. Let's let's do that. And then she came out there and she was like, yeah, I wanted to BL it up. Like, I saw the <laughs> I saw the opportunity for some shipping and I was like, we gotta do this. We can't pass this up.
1: Wisdom.
0: Wisdom. Yeah. It, it does. It's a smart lady. Yeah. It does have a significant number of uh, women as fans, and that's I feel like that's one of the reasons why I remember reading <laughs> just, I remember
2: reading an old like Tumblr post back when I was on Tumblr about how like Phoenix is a male character who like all of the important people in his life are women, you know, and the way that's like it's hard to think of another character who's like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Phoenix writes a women respecter for sure.
1: Except for when it comes yeah. to ladders, excuse me, step ladders.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't remember this one. I'll be honest. It's
1: it's 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 a recurring bit across the entire series. Whenever you have, if whenever you have the pairing of Maya and Phoenix on a case, uh, there will be somewhere in the investigation a ladder, and they will argue about whether it's a ladder or a step ladder
2: every oh. time. You can argue with women yeah. and still respect women.
1: No, of course. I just, you know, listen. I, I think, I think at some point, if you really respected Maya, you would, you would settle this argument. It's been like fifteen years.
2: The fight continues.
1: The fight continues.
2: Oh wait! Shout mm-hmm. out to Maya saying, like, the first time you meet her in this game, that like i'm an adult now phoenix i'm keeping it real and then like immediately failing to do any of that, that- that's a cute bit
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah as much as they go back to the wall for so much of this occasionally it's like damn it this still really does work on me <laughs> but yeah i guess that's it for phoenix right unless you had any other question six
1: uh no um just you know listen i think i i i can't think of which one from investigations is my favorite but the nice thing about investigations if you play a lot of these games is i'm pretty sure at no point in that game do you go to a courtroom and it's very refreshing
0: oh yeah that i i've seen screenshots and it also seemed like it was a bit of a side scroller too which seemed interesting yeah
1: you do like walk around and look at stuff it's 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 a refreshing entry in the series
0: yeah, I'll have to check that out sometime. But, yep, that's what I got. Okay, yeah. In that case, we could probably just jump to announcing our next game. Um, six, since it was your choice, want to introduce it? Uh,
1: sure. So, uh, we're going to be playing, this is, I think, this is the second time we're going to be covering a, uh, a game by Inkle on this, uh, on this podcast, we're going to be talking about overboard. Uh, we previously covered 80 days. Uh, overboard is a, uh, detective game where there has been a murder aboard a ship en route to New York. And you're trying to solve the murder, except for not really. Cause you're the person who did it. Um, and so you're p- pretending to play detective and trying to cover up the murder without getting caught. Uh, Replayable yeah. and and fun is what I'm told. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, and it was something of a surprise release, also. So, um, yeah, it, uh, as soon as it came on our radars, so I I feel like um we were all kind of interested, in maybe checking it out at some mm-hmm. point.
1: Uh, I've been told that one of the characters in this game is God, and he's very disappointed in you.
2: I've been been told that you can ask God for advice And he's like, man, you killed someone
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, disappointing God in a video game Just like I disappoint God in real life Sounds pretty fun (laughs) But yeah, uh, where can people find you,
2: Olivia? Uh, you can find me on the internet. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Great Grebe, um, where I just put up a new pinned tweet for all links to all my podcasts. Yeah, I've got a Yu-Gi-Oh! rewatch podcast and a Tabletop Critique podcast, uh, both of which I'm very proud of and I think you should listen to.
0: Yeah, I, I listen to both of those and the also Attention Duelists, which is... Uh, an absolute delight it's a lot of fun <laughs> and uh how about
1: you sex uh so you can no longer find me on twitter because nah <laughs> i just decided nah um so you can find me on Scanland media or patreon.com scanline media but also you can kind of not find me as much there because we're as this is coming out we're starting a uh, a little break we're taking uh a one month break the first break in the eight-year history of scanline media turns out burnout but up up so yeah i don't know i i do a lot of stuff i do a lot of podcasts i do a lot of writing it's still there you can check that stuff out there won't be as much new stuff coming out for a little while and that's okay Mm -hmm. what about you jen
0: yeah you can find me on twitter at jbu3 Um. Most of my stuff is also on ScanLineMedia.com or Patreon.com ScanLineMedia. And uh, as Six said, we're taking a bit of a break. and uh, Which is really fortunate because also I am moving at sometime next month. So um, much like Olivia moving, it's going to be a whole to-do thing on my end. So yeah, it'll be nice to just focus on getting some life stuff together mm-hmm. yeah that's gonna be that's that does it for us um i don't really have a gavel so i'll just uh lightly tap on the desk and say the vert- verdict is play more v- i i don't know where i'm going with this
1: <laughs> uh well the verdict the is ver-
0: play more visual novels the I guess. verdict
1: is you didn't really prove like we didn't really address whether someone else committed the crime so we're just gonna say guilty
0: there's a yeah guilty.
2: Gabe. There's a point in this last case where the <laughs> defendant is revealed to be dead, and they're like, "Well, we're still gonna do the trial, though." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like just I don't know, just just in case. Just in case we have to smear his good name. <laughs> well, his bad name. Just in case we yeah, have to figure but- out if he's more of a criminal than we already <laughs> think he is.
1: Also, you solved the mystery of whether he committed the arson back in the day so
0: fa. Anyway, let's stop. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good one, y'all. See you next time. Bye.
2: Shouts out to Jove Justice.